to the one two three show with me noreen mir on this thursday afternoon and let's turn to the final part of today's program and that is a bit of artsing around in this week's artsing around in this week's artsing around with andrew dambina he speaks to uk-born product designer liz fry who uses hong kong imagery in her motifs andrew begins ask to ask liz what it is fascinated about her about retro hong kong ceramic tilings Everywhere I went, I can see these tiles in different colours and they just inspired me. My background's textile design, so I've always looked for things in repeat. I've always seen patterns, grills or interesting details in our surroundings. So I suppose I do notice things more than most. You've been in Hong Kong for six years. Did you come here for a design-related job? No. My mother was born in Hong Kong and my grandparents met here and they moved back to the UK when my mother was five and she'd never come back. So 10 years ago for her 50th birthday, my sister and I brought her out here and that was my sister and I's first visit to Asia as well. And I just fell in love and from there on out made a plan to make Hong Kong my home. And it took me mm, a few years of hunting, couldn't find any work here whilst I was based in the UK. So decided that was it, I'm going anyway, and travelled for a year. Whilst I travelled around Europe and Asia, I studied for my TEFL, teaching English as a foreign language. So if I couldn't get a job here when I landed in textiles, I had that back up. And that's exactly how it transpired. I got here, got a job teaching English for a year. That was wonderful. Completely different experience. And then got a job back in textiles. You're wearing a face mask which is of your own design. It is based on the ceramic tiles that you saw in Hong Kong that really drew you to Hong Kong. But you've been drawn to other images too. And not all of the products that I've seen of yours are, well, strictly textiles. For example, there are mugs and ceramics, but you do have the repeat patterns that look like they'd lend themselves very well to textiles. Mm -hmm. How did you choose what products reflect iconic designs from around Hong Kong? I always anticipated when I started the company, or long before I had the company, I'd be a textile designer and my products would be textiles. But at the very beginning, I really struggled with the minimum order quantities on production. So my dream was all soft goods. And I actually launched with the ceramic mugs because each collection, I try not to go mass production. And also there's five different designs per collection. Some of the factories ask for over a thousand pieces per design. So launching, even now, I'm not necessarily at that level. I couldn't start with five thousands of a product that I don't know will sell. So I managed to find a factory that did these beautiful mugs that I'm still producing now. Their minimum order quantity on those were 50 pieces per design. So that's just how it transpired that I started on hard goods. It is a risk, isn't it? Yes, it is. But it's also an adventure and a learning curve. I've worked in the fashion textile industry for longer than I can mention. And I've always worked for someone else. And yeah. as wonderful as it is to have safety and employment, I don't want to hand over my designs to anyone anymore. I want it to be Liz Fry Design. It will give you naturally more say in exactly, exactly. the small details yes. of what you're doing. Yes. 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 There was a lot in the fashion and creative industry where people couldn't be very genuine and inspired bosses would say oh i like this shirt that this person's doing can you do something similar okay less room for creativity yeah, yeah, absolutely so can i ask you what comes first in your ideas for a new product is it the design and the motif that you see like ceramic tiles or i've seen that you've got lamps that hang over market stores the red lamp lights mm -hmm. that hang over would that inspire you to make that design on a product 
Currently, and um, as I've been operating so far, it's the patterns that come first, and then I'll apply them to products. But initially, it's the artwork. And so we've spoken about the tiles. I mentioned the lamps. What other things have you just come across in Hong Kong that you thought, wow, that'd look great on a mug or on a table mat or a, uh, a note card? Not necessarily my thoughts on WOW, but I have recently done a Hong Kong snack pattern. So it's not just dumplings, it's sumai, bubble tea, uh, fish balls, all brought together in quite a chaotic way, which isn't a normal Liz Fry design style. But people have really taken to it, and I'm really surprised how much people love it. So, I mean, do you get, do you get kind of market research feedback before you do that? And you say you've been surprised. Did you just go out there and do it, or did you kind of test it first, test the water? Um, if, it's, if it's a design that I'm not so sure on, then yeah, of course I'm not going to go and do it on every single product. So I'll, I'll trial it on the easiest ones to produce. So that would be coasters, mug coasters. So I trialled it on that. It took off really well. Now, very recently, I saw that you have uh, lifestyle pieces that got into the G.O.D. store. That's quite something, isn't it? Yes, it is indeed. <laughs> and um, I, it brings me to an interesting question, though. Did you start, actually, with your own websites and selling things yourself? Do, do you also appear in other stores? How do you get your designs and products out there? Initially, it was my own website and attending markets such as Handmade Hong Kong. And then just over time, cold emailing all the stores that I want to be in, or I envision that it's a really good placement for Liz Fry Design. That transpired to me, Liz Fry Design, getting placed in Bookazine a year ago. And then I did about two years of emailing G.O.D. and they got back to me last month and said oh. yes please. Two years paid off. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Do you see a day when you may take the plunge and the risk to have your own shop one day? Absolutely yes. Um, I'm not sure it's the right timing now particularly with the world at the moment so um, I'm thankful not to have those responsibilities and overheads but in time absolutely Liz, Liz Fry Design store. As a boutique designer as you say do you think that there is still a value in having a, a visual uh, presence? It's not so much just visual which I 100% agree with you but it's also the tactility people want to be able to hold and touch these products particularly with the qualities of the fabrics you can't you can't get that on an image online so yeah of course sustainability yeah. is something that is part of what you do yeah. how do you bring that into your pieces i make sure all the factories have got certifications that the factories manufacturers that i work with in one aspect of sustainability or, or the other um inks that aren't harmful to the environment okay. for example also the products i produce are created to be used and used and used again they're not to throw away in a week's time and you get bored of them. Do you think for young would-be designers, whether they're at college or whether they are designers working for other companies, do you think that there's room for various types of innovation to be a self-starter as you've done? You've got through and you are now placing your, your interesting designs in retailers as well as your own portals out there online. What would you say to young designers? Is there something still to go for in, in the world of independent, self-run design uh, for, for products in Hong Kong? Of course. Uh, I think that's the world over. Innovation is always in demand. My advice to young designers who want to start and launch on their own, that 
don't give up and listen to any piece of advice you can you can get listen to your customers and keep pushing and do you think that people like to champion innovative designs like yourself or would-be designers or is there also the feeling that people like to follow certain brands and are comfortable with certain brands that they're used to that's a tricky question for sure there's brand loyalty and people do buy into oh I, i'm part of this brand this is what i have but i think also championing the small guy and the innovative guy and the creativity gives you as a person and a consumer that little edge and identity hopefully have something that's a little bit different yeah, from the rest absolutely. of the crowd yeah i'm i'm totally for people not being a lemming so Liz, having been here for six years and initially being a textile designer, that's your background, and you've successfully launched your own range of products using some of the strong designs that have hit you from Hong Kong, what are some of those areas of, of visual design that really do mean Hong Kong? Definitely the chaotic signage in Temple Street, Sham Po, North Point particularly. There's a lot of old signs preserved oh, yeah. quite well there. But also what I find very inspiring and interesting is the contrast between the old and the new. Every week a new building's going up or something's being knocked down and redone. If you're lucky, you can have that complete contrast standing right next to each other. And I love that. That's very, very exciting. Maybe we'll expect to see some of those contrasts in your uh, new design ranges in the near future. Maybe. <laughs> OK, thanks very much, Liz Fry. <laughs> thanks a lot. And that was Artsing Around for this week uh, with locally based uh, founder of Liz Fry Design, Liz Fry herself. And she was talking to 123 Show's Artsing Around correspondent Andrew Dembina about it. You can also check out her designs at lizfrydesign.com. Many thanks once again, Andrew, for your wonderful feature.